Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Let's read it again. Let us draw near. That means come into the presence of God with a true heart and full assurance of faith. I tell you, faith, it takes faith to draw near to God. You know, drawing near to God uh, doesn't necessarily mean, now we know that when we praise God that he inhabits the praise of his people, but we praise him in faith. You know, it's not just the praise that gets us there, but faith gives us the access that goes into that place because of the blood of Jesus. And we'll look at this a bit longer, but I want you to look at something today. I want you to write this down. The promises are established. The promises are established by God's word. The promises are established by God's word, which you believe. The promises are established by God's word, which you believe. Those promises, you mix into your heart. Those promises, you mix into your heart with the faith Those promises you mix into your heart with the faith that has come, with the faith that has come and will come, with the faith that has come and will come in the hearing Of the revealed truth. In the hearing of the revealed truth. With the faith that has come and will come. In the hearing of the revealed truth. That's God's word. That's God's word. Believing the truth. And obeying God. Accordingly, believing the truth and obeying God accordingly to the truth you heard. That's God's word, believing the truth and obeying God accordingly to the truth you heard or obeying after you have heard or obey or obeying after you have heard because you believed because you believed so the promises are established by God's word which you believe those promises you mix into your heart with the faith that has come and will come in hearing the revealed truth that's God's word Believing the truth and obeying God accordingly to the truth you heard. Or obeying after you have heard because you believed. Do you see that? There's a lot in that. I'm not going to break it all down for you, but you need to get on it. You can meditate on that. 
Remember, the Bible says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. That's coming into the presence of God. Why? Because in the presence of God, let me just tell you something, that's where you're going to find the promises. That's where you're going to find that blessing to, to give the grace upon that promise that God is in, in, involved in. And I tell you, you're connecting into that. There's things and there's obedience and obeying God into those areas that, he, that we have through the Word of God. I just gave you one just a little bit, of, little bit ago in the tithe and the offering, talking about that. But I just wanted to say something to you today. Faith... And works. It's not just faith and not just works. I tell you, we need to get a hold of this. Because a lot of times people today in the body of Christ and many places and different things, I've heard people say things like this and talk like this, teach like this. You know, uh, things like, you know, well, we've got faith. All we need to do is just believe God. And they just kind of go around their life just doing whatever everybody else is doing, just kind of doing it the same way everybody else is doing it. And just kind of saying, well, you know, uh, I'm a Christian. Uh, But they have no works of faith. Or faith, and oftentimes, I'm not even sure what level of faith they have. They might believe God, but that's okay. They might even, let me just say it like this, they might believe in God, but even the devils believe in God. The point being is it's not just about believing in God of need because that grace is more sufficient than the problem that you're facing. Remember last week I said your problem is the bridge to your promise. You might be facing some serious problems today. You might be looking at things in your life and you're going, okay, this is what I see. But let me just tell you, you have a God that is greater than what you see, what you feel, and the time that you're going. Everybody can be telling you it can't work. It's not going to happen. That can't come to pass. It's impossible. There is nothing like that else on the planet today. Well, I got good news for you today. There is a God that works miracles, and we serve a God in whom we believe. If you believe God can do a miracle in your life today, let me just tell you, there's no doctor, there's no financial advisor. He might tell you it's hopeless, it's worthless, there's nothing that can be done, but you can stand in the presence of your enemy and have a table spread wide where you can say, glory to God, I got a God who does miracles, who can change all things for nothing is impossible to those who believe. Because are you believing God in your moment, or are you going to believe that person? Are you going to believe the gods of this world? Let me just tell you something. You have a greater one that is greater than the things that you see. We don't serve this world. We serve God. And I tell you, it's so important today. Let me just show you something. According to 2 Peter chapter 1. Are you there? 2 Peter chapter 1. We're talking about embracing the promises. You have to reach out and embrace them. They're there. But you have to receive that. Reach out there and embrace them. You know, you might look at yourself and feel insecure in your own personal life by, and maybe even ashamed of things in your past or what you feel like right now about yourself. Lay that aside. Put that off to the side. You're greater. Listen, you're a child of the living God. What God's done in you is for rejoicing and glory unto him. You might say, yeah, well, I can still see things in my flesh. Well, you're going to see things in your flesh. You're going to see, but they don't have power over you. You're not their slave. It's not who you are. That's just in your flesh. See, that's the glory of God. Because remember, it's Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. We're not walking after the flesh. We're walking after the spirit. You can say, hey, I got stuff in my flesh too, but you know what? You want to know why I'm not serving those things? Well, because there's a greater one on the inside of me, which is Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's why you say, man, you've changed. Well, you're not the same person. You sure are acting different. You talk different. You're walking different. You're looking different. You're thinking different. You don't look like you're feeling the same way. You want to know why? Because I'm not looking at my flesh anymore. No, I I have taken possession of my body. I have dominion over this thing and over my mind today. Why? Because I don't 
we're not walking in the flesh. We're walking in the spirit because there's a greater one walking in you and living in you and you in him. Because you move and you have your being in him. You need to see yourself in him and the virtue that is given over those things. And maybe your past is filled with broken homes, broken lives, broken things. Everything's broken and messed up. But glory to God, you're not that person. You're not the same one as you used to be. Remember what we said last week. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. They're dead. They're gone. They're buried. Now, you you might see the remnants around you in your family and other places, but let me just tell you something. You're not the same person anymore. You have to identify with Christ because you've had a blood transfusion in the spirit. The blood has washed over you so deep that the Bible says that the entrance of his word, it brings light and it brings life. And that entrance has brought into you the very word of God. The Bible says that that word, we've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, but which is by the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is quicker and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder the very spirit and soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And the Bible says that that word pierces even to the dividing of the asunder of the joint and the marrow. That means it's touching not just your, like some people say, oh, it's just spiritual. No, 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 no. The word of God will get into the joint and the marrow. That's what the Bible says. Between the flesh and the, even the marrow. You can't say, well, that's, my, that's who I am based on my genealogy, my DNA. Well, let me just tell you something. You're a new creature created in Christ Jesus. That word, if you, if you'll, don't let it just go to your head. Let it get into your heart. Let it get into your flesh. The Bible says it'll quicken your body. The very same spirit of Christ that raised him from the dead will quicken you. Oh, I'm telling you, that's a good word right there for somebody. These promises are established by God's word, which you believe. Now, you don't have to believe it, but you're not going to receive it. Because you're going you're to receive what you believe. You'll receive. The promises are established by God's word, which you believe. Those promises you mix into your heart with the faith that has come and will come in hearing the word, the revealed truth. That's God's word. Believing the truth and obeying God accordingly to the truth you heard or obeying after you heard the truth. Today, you can start obeying. You might have said, well, it was in my head before, but now I'm going to believe it and I'm going to obey it. Glory to God. Because you believed, then it's going to become a reality. See, that's how it works. Faith and works. It's not just faith and not just works. It's faith and works of faith. You say, well, I'm not sure if I'm born again. Well, today after this service, listen, you stay along with me because we're going to pray. You're going to get born again. Old things are going to be passed away and all things are going to become new. You're going to have to receive that promise. You're going to have to believe on that promise. You're going to have to get it into your heart, get it into your mind. Are you in 2 Peter chapter 1? We're going to look in verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through... The knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. See how grace and peace is multiplied to you? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according, accordingly, as we believe, come on, verse 3, according as his divine power. See, it's not natural power, it's, it's supernatural, divine. I tell you, this, God, God can do anything. He can, he can work in you and change you, change your life, change your finances, change your health. According to his divine power. Why, why do we put limits on God? Why do we let other people to put limits on God for us? Why do we believe those lies? According to his divine power has given unto us all things. And I'm just talking about in the church today. In the body of Christ. 
let, let, let's get our, if we believe that God is a miracle working God, he does miracles and he is who he says he is and he's the creator of heaven and earth, we believe that, then he, can st- he, still do- he still has that ability and he will do it for you if you'll receive it and believe it. It's not just happens on chance and if he wants to. No, he wants to. You just have to receive it and believe it. You have to receive it. He wants to. Glory to God. Isn't that good news? He wants to. It's there. According to his divine power, he hath given unto us all things. You see that? Get that in your spirit. Get it in your mind. According as his divine power has given unto us some things, a few things. No, all things. That pertain unto life and godliness. Some translations, whereby are given unto us. Now, don't, don't get caught. Listen to this. Look at verse 4. Don't get lost here. You ready? Whereby, because we partakers of this divine nature, because it is Christ in us, because we've been born again, because we have the divine, we're, we are the children of God. That's what that means. That's not just kind of a saying. We're children of the Most High God. We are children of God because there's been a blood transfusion come on in the spirit a molecular, on the molecular level, not just a somewhat of a little bit of a remission in the spirit. Your sin has just not just been remitted. It's, it's been done away with the very nature of that sin. Now you might see things in your flesh because your flesh is subject to, to certain weaknesses and temptations. And, and the Lord knows that, but that doesn't mean we don't overcome those areas that we, we, that, that you don't have the ability. You have the ability. It's already in you. We just have to walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. And we have to renew our mind. And, and I guarantee you, you begin to resist those temptations. You start building strength in the spirit. You start doing weights in the spirit and you build up your spiritual muscles by saying, no, I'm not going to think like that. No, I'm not going to say that. No, no, I don't believe that. No, here's what I believe. I believe what God says. I believe what the Bible teaches me. I believe the truth and I believe according to the exceeding great promises that belong to me. I'm not just going to go by what I see, what I feel. I'm going to go by what, what I'm not just going to go by what I know and what I don't know. I'm going to go by what the grace can provide and what the word of God can teach me because I'm going to be obedient to God. I'm going to walk in, his, in those ways to the best of my ability. And if I falter and fail, I thank God for the blood of Jesus, which is able to wash me clean and get me right back into that place where I need to be on the right righteous path of God, fulfilling his call, fulfilling his will in the earth today because I have a divine nature, have a divine character and a divine calling as a child of God in the body of Christ, in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the kingdom of God on earth today. And, 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 his, and we are taking the gospel to the world and in so many different ways. And we need to, to develop these things as the body and as a church and as people. But let me just go here to verse four, whereby are given unto us. I like that, us. But you need to say me, come on, given unto you, given unto us, exceeding great and precious promises that by these you are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's a king. That king has been trying to rule over you since you were born. What is in lust? Every selfish desire. Everything that, that not just sexual, greed, pride, all of those things are in there. The corruption that is in the world through lust. That's the, what about me? Yeah, I have the right to, for, to do this. I, 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 I. Me, 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 me. See, Satan has an eye problem. He said, I will exalt myself. I will. I'm owed this. 
It's, it, 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 I tell you, today we have a covenant with God that we are partakers of. And today it's in Christ. It's in this divine nature. It's, it's what we have, this great and precious promises that belong to us. So let's get a hold of this. So the Bible says we're having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, to patience, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he's been purged from his old sins. I just want to stop there for a moment. I want us to focus today on something, though. I want us to focus about on something. We need to add to our faith these things. We need to add to our faith these things because this is what's going to keep you in that place. And it's so important that we develop. But we need to understand we have great and precious promises in Christ. Turning your Bible to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 33. I'm going to go quick. Psalms 119, verse 33. We're going to read a few verses here. Psalms 119, verse 33. The Bible says, Teach me, Lord, the ways, the way of your decrees. I love this. That I may follow it to the end. I'm going to reread it again. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes. In another translation. And I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Another translation says. Make me go in the path of thy commandments for therein do I delight. Direct me in thy path of your commands. For there I find delight. I tell you, we need, to, we need to delight in the word. We need to make the word of God something that we love and, and we're pursuing after. And it's so good to walk on the level of the word. I tell you, in there, there's life. There's, there, when you walk on the level of the word of God. Look at the next verse. The Bible says, verse 36, Incline my heart unto thy testimonies. Turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Incline my heart unto thy statutes and not to covetousness. Turn my heart towards your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Verse 37. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy ways. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. See how your life is actually preserved according to his word and not selfishness. Verse 38. You ready? Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Fulfill your promise, establish your promise to your servant so that you may be glorified, so that you receive all the glory. Woo! That's what that means there. Establish your word to your servant so that you may be glorified. Oh, glory to God. Can you see that today? Come on, there's some great and precious promises that God is wanting to glorify himself through you, through your life. That when you receive it, he will preserve you 
in that word, according to that word. You're going to have to believe the word of God over, oftentimes over what you're feeling, over what you're seeing, and how the circumstances are going in your life. Because, listen to me, we don't need to be so quick as some are to give this world up to the devil and his children. If God, if all he wanted to do was get you saved and get you, get you to heaven, the moment you would have believed in Jesus Christ, a big old angel would have just bopped you over the head and took you right on to heaven. But that wasn't why. No, he wanted to glorify himself through you that you might be a witness unto him everywhere that you go. That everything that you do, as you walk on the level of the word of God and you're hiding it in your heart and he's preserving you by the word of God and in those areas and when those attacks come against you, you stand in the word of God and you can kill out those five kings. Maybe you got five smooth stones like Abraham. He slaughtered those kings today. There might be some things you're going to be slaughtering around in your life. Maybe you got some five smooth stones inside of you, five promises of the word of God that can take out your Goliath. It took one stone to knock out Goliath. I tell you, let me just tell you, there's four more sitting in the bag today that you could take out your, your giant with and it might be hanging over your life there might be lawsuits there might be other things that's going on that's trying to distract that's trying to rob that's trying to steal well today in the name of Jesus would you just put your, put your foot on the head of that serpent in Jesus name and begin to declare that the word of God and the testimony of God and the grace of God and the things of God are greater than the things that's coming against us in Jesus name begin to declare and stand on the word of God that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that every word that's spoken up against you in judgment, it is condemned in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand in the promises of God. Let's see the breakthrough of God come to pass. Listen, don't be so quick as some are to give this world up to the devil and his children. I'll tell you, it's so important today that the Bible says that every place you place your foot, you possess in the name of Jesus. Begin to see that when you walk into a place that the God of heaven and earth is going into you, that favor surrounds you like a shield. I don't care if it's in the grocery store, at the petrol station, everywhere that you go, you're walking on the level of the word of God. You're walking in preserved in Christ, that there's a shield about you, that the name of Jesus Christ is over you and all that you do and everywhere that you go, in your job and in your business, you're not just there as an employee of that business. You're there because you're a child of the living God and you have purpose in that business. Not just to make money, but you're going to make lots of money. Probably more money than everybody else around you. Because the favor of God is upon you. Just like it was upon Joseph. Where God raised him up, even out of the depths of the prison. Out of the deepest part of the jails. And put him over the head of Egypt, the Bible says. And let me just tell you something. It's so powerful today that we begin to see ourselves in Christ. For God's promise to you is true. I like what Romans 4 says. Let's look there just for a moment. Look there in Romans 4. This is a promise to Abraham. Romans chapter 4. Let's begin reading this morning in verse 13. Romans 4 verse 13. For the promise that he should be heir of the world, speaking of Abraham, and not to Abraham or to his seed alone through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect, because the law works wrath. For where, there, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Come on, that's us. Not to that only which is of the law, but to them that which is also the faith of Abraham, who's the father of us all. You see that today? 
He's speaking to you, speaking to me. Speaking to you, speaking to me. I want, I want you to just hold your place just for a moment because, uh, and you need to think about that for a moment. You need to say, this is for me today. Come on, say that with me. This is for me today. I want you to hold your place right there. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. We'll go back to that just for a moment. But Hebrews chapter 10, and I want us to begin reading in verse 19. I read that first scripture again uh, at the very beginning verse, uh, in verse 22, but I'm going to back up just a little bit. I'm going to go to verse 19. Hebrews 10, verse 19 says this, says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So we have a, you have an opportunity to go in. It says, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Verse 21, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You're not trying to become righteous when the blood of Jesus has been washed over you. You have been made the righteousness of God. So therefore, by the blood, you can enter in. You have access. You've gained access through the blood. You've been changed. You are a new person. Don't look at your flesh. Look at your spirit. Look at who you are in Christ. And bring those thoughts and renounce those things of hidden things on the inside of you. Bring it under the blood. Put it under place of repentance. Get it in your mind. Get it in your heart. Come boldly before the throne and begin to understand that there's grace to help you because you have great and precious promises in this life today, right now. A lot of people are just trying to uh, uh, focus on, on selfishness. But let me just say, this isn't selfishness, this is covenant. This is something that you have. This is something that God has intended for you to have. But we don't get connected to the God of this world or the system of this world or the mammon of this world. No, we get connected to the promise and the covenant of God because we have been made inheritors, not just of, of the life to come, but in this life as well. We have a promise from God that we are the head and not the tail. We're, we're above only, not beneath. We're blessed in the field. The field is right here. We're blessed in the storehouse. That's, a, that's in our homes. That's in our bank accounts. We're blessed. We need to see it. We need to receive it today. Can you hear it today? Let's keep reading and the Bible says here in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Let's read this again in verse 23 now. Let's read on this in verse 23. So we've entered in because of the blood. Our bodies have been washed with pure water through the word of God and the, and the blood of Jesus. We have our conscience sprinkled. It's clean. It's cleansed. And we can draw near with the full assurance of faith, believing God according to that which he has promised. And that's where our faith is connected according to the great and precious promises. We are also partakers of that divine nature. That means we are the children of the most high God. He is our father. We can communicate to him and with him. And he wants to do good things in our life. But we need to focus. Focus on him and his ways, and we need to humble ourselves unto God and in this life today, and we need to walk worthy of that place. We need to add to our faith certain elements of knowledge and virtue and excellence and, and bring our body and our mind under subjection, bring in our tongue under subjection. Don't just let it say anything that it wants to say according to the flesh and according to what, how you see things and all. Get, in, get the word of God in your mouth. Let it stay there. Listen to what it says here. Look at verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Hold fast. That hold fast is, is, is a nautical term. It means to hold, it means to, to, to hold fast means to 
make it, make it straight. You, you keep it right there. You, you want to secure it down. We're holding it fast. You know, in the Navy, uh, we would take and we'd call it chalk and chain uh, because in the military, uh, when the storms arise or whenever, th- we, would just, we wouldn't just park planes on an aircraft carrier and sit them up there uh, and just leave them there and think that the weight of them or those things is going to keep it on top of that aircraft carrier out there at sea. No, no, no. No, when you're going to go walk on the water with Jesus, you're going to have to hold things fast. You're not going to be able to look at the storm of life if you're going to get out there by faith and start walking on the level of the word of God, you're going to have to hold fast. You're going to get your tongue. Hold fast to the profession of your faith. You're going to have to anchor it into that promise and who you are in Christ and what you have. Don't be just telling everybody who's coming against you those kind of things. No, you hold it fast inside of you. You understand that God's going to move on your behalf. He'll give you wisdom and what to say in the moment you need to say it. He'll give you the words you need to say. He'll give you the, the, the things you need to do. But you hold fast. You, you let God give you the wisdom and the knowledge to do, to do what he said and to plan those things. But let me just say this, even in all of your plans, because you're going to make mistakes along the way, but God has mercy and he has grace to help in time of need where he can turn that thing around. He can even cause your enemies, the Bible says, to be at peace with you. And I tell you, it's so important today. You know, I love what the Bible says, talking about that he will make, even in the presence of your enemy, a table that you can, you can eat at. I tell you, that, that, that to me is a banquet I'm talking about. Right there in the presence of your enemies. That's a powerful thought. But listen, it says, hold fast. Secure it there. Secure it down. The profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Because of the blood of Jesus, now you have that ability. Listen, there's no other access code that accesses that place into God. You can't get into that throne room without going through him, through his veil. There's no other way to get to God except through the veil And that's Jesus Christ, period. The Bible says that in that veil, that DNA code of Jesus, that's the secure code. You got the DNA code of Jesus, the blood that grants a person the ability to access the throne room of God. And once in God's presence, it's, it's in that place of faith because we're coming with the full assurance of faith and that's pure worship before God because when you come into the presence of God what pleases God the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God so when you are in full assurance of faith because what is full assurance of faith you believe him God wants you to believe him he doesn't want you to believe in him he wants you to believe him according to that which he has done for you in Christ and the promises that he's made even unto Abraham and that which we have according to the blessing of God in our life and that we access because we have access to them by faith into this grace wherein we him whom he believed. In the presence of him whom he believed, God. Access is granted. This promise he has given is established by your faith and obedience to God. We do not need to allow fear and doubt to enter into that place, into his presence. Because when you walk in faith, you're walking in the presence of God. You're walking according to his command. You're walking according to his mind and his will. And he abides in that place. He says, verse 17, I've made thee a father of many nations. What's that promise God has given to you about your family, about your business, about your marriage, about your children, about your body, about your finances? Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did? Oh, my. Who, come on, he's talking about you, 
He's talking about me. We say, come on, we need, we need to get this in this. Verse 18, who, contrary to hope, who against hope believed in hope, who contrary to hope in hope believed. So that, or that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And I'm going to tell you today, what's God speaking to you right now about your life? What is the promises that he has towards you? You know, the Bible says those, those promises and thoughts towards you are for good, not of evil. To give you hope and an expectation. To have a good end. That this, listen, you're, you're, you don't have to be worried about your end. Your end's going to be good in Jesus when you walk by faith. Come through, but they're going to come. You're going to find divine favor in the moment when you have need of it. It's going to be there that the grace is sufficient and the mercy of God is upon you. Even when you falter, falter and fail, that you rise back up because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You need to see yourself this way today, church. The Bible says... According to that which was spoken, he believed. Verse 19, I tell you, this, this ought to get in you today. And being and not being weak. You know what not being weak means? It means a lack of use. Not being weak. How do you become weak? Well, you become weak by a lack of use. It's like a muscle or not planting the seed. It's a lack of use. That's how you become weak in faith. By the lack of use of it. Because it's like a muscle. It's like a tree. You, you, want, you want a harvest, but you have no seed. I mean, think about it. In faith. Not being weak in faith. How do you become weak in faith? By not using it. By not obeying. By not, by not, under, by not, not receiving it. He did not consider his own body. See why? Because he was considering the word of God, not his own body. Well, my body. And don't just throw everything up and give it up and surrender it over. No, we're possessors of heaven and earth today. We are people who are saying, no, we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. We serve not the God of this world who is weak and beggarly elements of this world based on selfishness and of lust and it's corrupt. No, no, no. We have a king that we serve who is the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things. And when he speaks a word, he calls those things that be not as though they were. Today, he's saying things about you that you might not see in yourself, but you are who he says you are. You're not what you feel, what you see, and what you think you see around you. Don't let your mind deceive you and the things of this world deceive you. No, you focus on the promises of God and who you are in him you receive that word you stand and hope fast and you come boldly before the throne in faith which pleases God which is high form of worship and pure before God because he desires for people to believe him not just about him and when we begin to understand don't be weak in faith don't have a lack of use begin to say what God says wake up in the morning and begin to say oh glory to God something good's about to happen today praise the Lord my family's going to come to Christ my children are not going to serve the devil. No, glory to God. My whole household is saved in the name of Jesus. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Come on, I'm doing some push-ups. I'm doing some, doing, doing some bench press in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying today? Come on, use the profession of your faith without wavering. Let it be anchored down. Let it be secure. Or your natural DNA. Now, if you're a conformed Christian, you're going to be troubled with this. Why? Because you're conformed. Your head is spinning right now, probably, in doubt and in confusion. But it's not what I'm saying that's confusing. 
No, it's the light of God's word on your confusion. It's shining right now, revealing your confusion to yourself because of doubt and unbelief and the conformity that you're in. We're not called to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind according to that which he has done for you in Christ Jesus to what you have today because you made joint heirs with Christ. You have great and precious promises according to the very promises of Abraham today. Yeah, we are born again and that makes us, the Bible says, inheritors of that which is in the earth and which is in, the earth, uh, uh, in heaven and in the things to come. And let me just tell you something. This, this earth wasn't made for devil. No, there's a hell that was made for the devil and those that, and let me just tell you something. Uh, today, we need to see what God sees and say what God says about us. But if you're a transforming Christian, this is life to you. You hear what I'm saying. If, you, if, 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 if today you're conformed right now, listen, why don't you just change that and begin to say, God, I believe you. I believe your word. I'm coming only before your throne today. I receive your word. I want it to be engrafted into my heart and into my mind. I'm laying down all the conformity. I'm laying down all the weakness in the flesh and all of those things I've been looking at. No, you are my God and I serve you. I might not know everything. All I need is one word, God, from you. All I need is Jesus' name. Being fully persuaded, verse 21, you ready? Being fully persuaded, convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Listen, God promised, God is able. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.